0: Oh, oh yes, the map report? Yes, I've listened to them for years. And they still stink. I kid, I kid. But seriously, it's not very good. Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita
1: but suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my
0: friends
2: in Los Angeles, and I'm not welcome in New York. But I must stop back in Omaha,
1: where the fans they always crying out for. More. Since we don't want to exhaust topics, here we go. Welcome want to, to, to number Report number 25. Yeah. April 13th, 2006. So. Wow. This, is this is our silver anniversary, right?
0: Pearl Harbor of the Darts from and Greg Wilson. Pearl,
1: Pearl Harbor, that's disturbing. <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, man, this is a surprise attack. Out of nowhere, I just, welcome! And the record yeah. button goes on. He's like, and I... Oh, so I like it. welcome!
1: <laughs> You're Every on the Every so microphone. often, I like to throw oh, it God. in there. Candid, I want to get that, that unique feeling, you know? Right it's oh true, it's gosh. true. So this is, like, our silver um, anniversary, right? Isn't that what it is? 25th anniversary? Isn't that silver? Is it's
0: like, legitimate anniversary. Not 25 shows! Can you guys 14th. believe this? Yeah, that's right. Seems like all the yesterday. Um, and the
2: next show, yeah, I do. you know what the next show is going to be? What's that? Half a year. 26.
0: Uh, oh, right, that's half right. A year.
1: Damn. Right. And yeah. as Anniversaries as at the that years yet.
0: on this planet. Which would be crazy. Can you guys believe that um, we
1: put together 26 full hours of comic enjoyment for our listening audience? Twenty five. Twenty six. That's a I
0: metric mean day. at least it's <laughs> at least eight. us not exaggerate. <laughs> I think we have at least eight hours of comic enjoyment. <laughs> we have, you know, some clip shows and some other stuff. But uh, yeah, five at minutes least of eight the rent to is too damn high the last show, adrenaline. we had a full oh, day, good. and nobody like said that. anything because yeah. we're stupid. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, anyway, so if we could stop being self-referential for like two seconds. By the way, okay. Andy is not Ma'am. here. I know normally, Ma'am. normally you wouldn't know yet because uh, he wouldn't have spoken <laughs> by now. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> Andy's actually not here. He may show He's up. He's stuck in a bus, right?
2: Don't mess yeah. with the system. You speak at 19 and minutes, at 37 minutes, I'm at 48 different. minutes, <laughs> exactly. and then boom. Right. It's 19, you're in, you're out. 48 boops. You're in, you're out. That's how it works, people. <laughs> I can't believe I just revealed that. What's wrong I, with
0: I, me?
1: I, I know, seriously, revealing like, thing. Giving away all
0: our secrets. Don't secrets give away the secrets.
1: So he's like stuck well, we in we a tunnel, even like C-Sat. We tell the Omaha story, like why we actually
0: have had theme songs. That's a Omaha fantastic idea. On. Actually, it is a, good, a good idea. Point. Let's do it for for silver, for the silver. We'll we'll start it up. Why where, we left where our notes back in Omaha. Yeah, And right maybe uh,
2: with Mr. Greg Wilson and a crazy message that he left on my on uh, my it's phone. True. Take it away. So
0: the very actually, first show that we ever did. It was the very first show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the, the uh, first day yes. that we broadcasted. Yeah, in October, right. so long ago, almost half a year as we 1977. actually it was. Well, it was actually half a year because we have skipped like Carter was still
1: president. Those were the days.
0: <laughs> anyway, back roller in the old roller derbies uh, were the <laughs> so, so we were getting online, and uh, we had had the habit for a while of chatting online anyway, and we were going to actually turn it into a podcast. That's the big secret is we don't actually do anything differently now. We just call it the map report. But, uh, we no, really stop for secrets.
1: That's different. We spend 10 hours in a
0: boardroom every we week. Exactly. Greg actually doesn't know shame. how to
2: say hello. Greg just walks into a room and he goes, Welcome Go, I'm good, Wilson. We'll <laughs> <sit." laughs>
0: it's what makes <laughs> him such a good professor. He has that commanding presence over the audience, right, when he just walks in. But it's just yes, him being Greg.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a limited reaction, though, because sometimes it's just not appropriate. You know, I walk into a wake and people are like, oh, did you know the person? I'm like, welcome to the man who's lying in the coffin. You know, it's not always appropriate <laughs> <laughs> to, to do those things.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> that's
2: such a that's great why we idea. created a support group slash gang slash cult for that. Yes.
0: Exactly. Slash mob. Right. I'm
1: making right. progress. So,
0: um, <laughs> by the way, our first Thursday show. Uh so you did not read the date wrong right. on the show. It's uh, that's one right. day later. Well it's not supposed to be a trend.
1: Yeah. Before you tell the Omaha thing, let me just say that the reason we had to move it and I want to thank everyone for moving it is because my wife Clea has turned the big three zero. Clea was thirty yesterday and Clea's been a guest on Good this God show before. You guys are my wrong. wonderful I mean, happy wife. Birthday, Clea. And so She's happy 30. birthday to her. Welcome. Welcome to the third to the decade, decade. yes. <laughs> so exactly. Welcome okay. to 30 years. So I just wanted to yet. let her know. Okay, okay. So, so on you go. Right. Sorry.
0: Omaha. So I get onto the computer, and uh, and Greg is there in the TeamSpeak channel, and we start to you know, talk a little bit. And, and uh, I was like, where's Russ? And Greg's like, oh, he didn't tell you? It, it probably has to do with the Omaha thing. And I was like, the Omaha thing? What are you talking <laughs> about? And he's like, well... Uh, Russ is. I, I probably shouldn't tell you this. I probably should have let him tell you first. But uh, but I guess I'll let it, I'll let it slip. you know, Russ is uh, moving to Omaha, and and he was still with his girlfriend at the time, and had, they'd been living together for a long time. And I was like, well, is, is she going? Is you know, what's going to happen? Are they breaking up? What's going on? You know, like uh, is she, I don't think she can just pick up and quit school and move to Omaha. And why why is he going to Omaha? For God's He's sake, isn't like, really it really a state? exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> California was hard enough, you know. Uh,
1: the thing that that story, and, by the way, uh, could not get out of like, his mind well, just taken, was the Omaha part. The fact that he kept, he kept saying he's like, Omaha. He's going, Omaha. Like that was, yeah. he just, he's like, Omaha. Yeah. I was like, yeah,
0: Omaha. And, and the record should note here, and I, I want to make this very clear. At no point in time did I believe a word of this. At no point in time did I say, oh, yeah, this is something that's likely to happen. Greg, you know, he had just taken his new job, Russ had, and Greg was like, oh, yeah, you know. And, and Russ had been very successful at it early on. So Greg was like, yeah, uh, we're he's moving home on. He got a, a promotion a promotion from his job. And I was like, no, I don't believe you. And I was just being very sort of dry and deadpan and like, no, I, I really don't believe you. And I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, you know, I didn't think it was totally inconceivable. I did go on the web and look up to see if Russ's company had a location in Omaha, got more skeptical when I couldn't find any reference <laughs> to such an office, let alone their corporate <laughs> headquarters, which he was apparently being moved to. So, you know, anyway, um, I called really the after... And left this crazy message that was like, Russ, Greg says you're moving to Omaha. What is this whatever? What is this nonsense? And of course, you know, then Russ gets online and Russ just seamlessly is like, oh yeah, Omaha, you know, and uh, I'm going to do comedy at this place called the Chuckle Hutch. And uh, I've already got like three gigs set up and all this stuff. What, of course, Russ did not tell me while I still was not believing him is that the message before the one that I left for him That's right. said, Russ, this is Greg, just go with me on this Omaha thing. I told story that you're moving to Omaha, we have to convince him this is true because it'll be really funny, just go with it. And then immediately it's like, beep, Russ. Greg tells me you're moving to Omaha. I know this isn't true. What's going on? This is totally crazy. Uh, yeah. So those yeah, were very the back-to-back entertaining
1: messages. messages for me. Well, yeah. The other thing that was funny about it from yeah. my perspective and at no was, and no point in
0: time did I believe it, but they 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 kept it up for like an hour and a half, and then yeah, well that's the key. They were like. No, no, this isn't true. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, really?" No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've known it has been true the whole time. But it's just like, at what point? At what point can you call April Fools? And like. Finally, somebody gives in. Cause that, no, wait, I that was just sort of mad at the end of it. I was yeah, like, exactly. at what point can I maintain skepticism? And it stops being funny when it's like, oh, no, you didn't believe it for 92 minutes. You started believing in minute 93, and then we told you it's not true in minute 94. Like, At a certain point, it's just like I trust my friends to not be that stupid.
2: <laughs> ethics of practical jokers
0: if you're sitting at a poker table and the dealer is like what you said you call and you're like I call and they're like are you sure are you sure? And will you go this through the, for this for 90 minutes, and then finally you're like, okay, clearly my call isn't being accepted. I fall. Ha-ha, I was bluffing! And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations. See, but you view <laughs> so that... You, re- you really got me there. You really... Ooh, you got me. Yeah, I view
1: ahead. that as perseverance, because to me... I See, I didn't realize afterwards, like, I, I had gotten on, and when Story had said Russ wasn't here, I was like, oh, obviously he hasn't heard from Russ that Russ was going to be here a little late. I'm like, it would be fun if I did a little bit of a practical joke here about being an Oma. And I thought, you know and, and I thought that I had covered this pretty well. I was especially proud of the fact that I had anticipated Story's Call and had preceded it with my own phone message to allow Russ <laughs> to be part of it. That was and I very still maintain that was awesome. I, I still maintain that I would have been able to get away with it if Russ had not decided to name the comedy the place he was going page. the Chuckle Hutch. <laughs> Which story just couldn't buy? Story was like Omaha and the Chuckle Hutch. No, no. At that point, like story's skepticism. His skepticism I was also Shield. That, I by thought. the
0: way, the computer <laughs> the is way, harder to, <laughs> way harder to pull off. I didn't, You don't remember this? And I was like, I don't see their website. And you're like, Oh yeah, they just started. They're just they're in an old warehouse. They just got going, but they want me to be one of their new people. <laughs> yeah. I mean this all happened. And ridiculous. what I thought was what I didn't it's realize like was that third. Story
1: was getting like It deli- was like literally getting upset, which I didn't mean to make any I never I never like to make anybody upset. Oh, but he sure, was upset because yeah. he felt like I was being because I because I was persevering. I just felt like I was persevering. I was like, must not give in, must fight. Then what Story's like Okay, I'm like kapow! I finally let it go. <laughs> At that point, he's like, "God damn it! I held up against you for like 90 minutes. Why yeah. can't you have allowed the let? You know, so I I viewed it as well, uh, I you mean, know, it, yeah. I was just I was just sticking but, to the story, man. Can... Know my role. All right. know, the show must go on. That was the, the only
0: degree to which I was upset with just the idea that, like, if you after you call a bluff for a certain length of time, you should get credit for not having fallen for it, rather than this is really <laughs> funny. We had this thing where we didn't convince Story for a really long time that something was happening, and then we told him it wasn't happening. Like, yep. how is that? How is that a good use of people's time? So but, basically, you know, the Mep funny. report, so, Omaha stuck. That's
1: very that's important. Happened, the Mep report actually began their. For with the first recording, with story practically deciding not to be friends with Russ or me ever again, that was the beginning of the Pepper The <laughs> opening yeah, salvo yeah, that was, was no flash video zombie episode, but it was all yeah. yeah right. But I was it, it was, it was, it was say, yeah, part
0: yeah. Seven, the flash video <laughs> zombies when Russ threw me in the snow. Uh, yeah, I mean we can we can go on and on. Brad and Russ, like the first two years that I knew them. <laughs> Did we ever yeah? tell uh, the uh, throwing you into stuff. the
2: snowbank story?
0: I mean, it's not exciting. It's mostly we, here's Brad the story. Out of Brad and I
2: threw a Story into a snowbank because but, it seemed like yeah. fun at the time. But the difficult of the part revenge, of it though. was
0: the big problem with the snowbank thing was that we were on the Dartmouth campus at the time, and it was exceedingly snowy. I mean, there was just snow piled high everywhere. It was all about everywhere. snow. Yep. But mm-hmm. they threw me. Yeah, they threw me <laughs> over a spiked fence. <laughs> And I didn't trust that they were in the condition to make sure. There was only a few spikes.
2: There was some barbed wire, but (laughs) it was very low-lying wire. There
0: was no barbed wire. There (laughs) was no razor wire. It was just one of those metallic spike gates. You know what I'm talking about. But this fence has gotten higher,
1: though. As this story has been told throughout the years, the fence has gotten higher <laughs> and more visible from the snow. Like, when we began, no. it was a few spikes. Then it became... So then they throw me over the seven-foot fence with a large, tall spike. Well, we with... loaded story into the trebuchet. <laughs> the and, trebuchet. and then <laughs> I said, is this a good idea? And Brad said, armed.
2: And I said, well, if I stop <laughs> now, story will be cut in two. So we'd better launch him over the wall. And we—I'm
0: really glad I decided to tell this story today. I'm really happy about that decision.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's actually so, true. That, anyway. that part of my my intent, which was at the point where I realized that Brad was seriously going to throw Story, I just thought we were sort of messing around with him and swinging him back and forth, and then we were going to stop. But then I saw that Brad was actually going to throw him, and I realized if I didn't throw him just as hard as Brad threw him, then half of Story would have been impaled on a railing. And it was up to <laughs> me to make sure that Story cleared it by getting a good, solid throw. So this at the last second, I was like, oh, true.
1: shit. He's actually going to, okay, go! He's alive! <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't here when this happened, yeah. so I just got to hear afterwards about the magical name. flying story. Yeah. <laughs> so that could have been really bad.
0: Oh, yeah. It was great. But you got your revenge Ooh. later, that night, story. Do you remember what happened after that? I got revenge. I don't remember
2: getting you revenge did. ever on Brad. I mean, you didn't throw me into any snowbanks, but we went to a party where there was a competition for the sketchiest debater in Africa.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> <night, laughs> right? that's right.
2: And I decided, you know, competitive streak type person that's that right. I am, that you challenged I was me. going to this win. Awesome. And I said, story, awesome. you and I are very introverted people when it comes to like huge party situations. where This is not our personality at all. You and I are going to compete for the sketches debate on APTA, and we're going to win. And I put the right. challenge and the story. And I took the
0: challenge and then proceeded not to compete. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, Russ, we're going to do it. Let's go." And then I was like, yep. "Yeah, you you go, Russ. You go." Yeah. And, and then, boy, then I, did I proceeded you beat the crap to crap out of me in that drunk competition. Trunk out of
2: my mind. Making snow angels, kissing various women at the thing, having beads around my neck so that my—I think my neck is actually permanently elongated from the amount of beads that I was wearing at the party.
0: I was giving people like, You're like one Godfather those National Geographic of Geographic beads. Photos.
2: It's true. Yep. It's like the plate in the lip. I was the Godfather of beads. Like people would come to me, and I would be like prostrate yourself there for 17 beads. And they'd be like, yes, beads! Yep, and I'd be yep. like, <laughs> I have 70,000 beads. I cannot you use, really, but I have You power. really
0: tore that up. Yeah, you could hear Russ clinking from a mile away. that I, I was actually actively pursuing someone at that tournament, so I couldn't be spectacular. I had to be a, a model citizen. You know, as opposed to all the other times when I would be spectacular in that yeah, situation. exactly. Right, That's exactly. exactly. I think, the I think at thing some point... I
2: I sang You've Lost That Loving Feeling to Everyone at the Party. I re- yep, I, I remember it, it well. Yep, you did. You led everyone well. in a rendition
0: of that. I remember it, all- it well.
2: Yep. Yep, and never again. And then, see, wasn't even until Flash Video Zombies many years later.
0: <laughs> but, see... <laughs> oh, that's what you're going to blame all of it on? Well, then I owe you for Omaha. We have, we have now settled exactly what you our owe score is. I currently I, owe you for idea. Omaha.
1: What do you
2: mean? No, mean? No, I don't you know
0: played along. Yeah. The well, thing I mean, is look, that I got home from
2: work, I get two messages, one is crazy story, the other is crazy Greg, I'm like, this will be fun, and in about <laughs> you know, two and a half minutes between logging on the computer, I had already come up with a very intricate story of moving to Omaha, and that was just more of me challenging myself yeah. to be a good improvisationalist
1: and less right. caring about making fun All of a story. Right. All of what you guys right. have suggested. No, how could I say no? After all of you all guys effort
2: have was put into my answering machine. Sure.
1: What you guys have suggested though is all related to the main concern, the main thing that gets both of you guys going, which is something the MEP Report listeners may still not know about all of us is we're all reasonably competitive. But if you were to put the two most competitive people on the scale, Andy and I would not be it. Like Story and Russ are two of the most competitive people on Earth in different ways and different <laughs> respects, <laughs> but they true. are very <laughs> well, competitive, true. and that goes anywhere from like mm-hmm. FIFA video games to like if I if I put before them a bread-baking contest, we were talking about bread before we came on the air. If I said, like, okay, I want you to make a loaf of cinnamon bread, and I then started to challenge Russ and be like, you know what, dude, you could not make a cinnamon bread that would, you, you couldn't even get into Dunkin' Donuts with your cinnamon wow. bread. What has happened in episode 25? That'll be believed out. Uh, great. great. And that'll be
0: pleated. That's the thing is he has editing power, so he feels like <laughs> utterly capable of swearing. Have you noticed this? That when Greg swears on the air, it always disappears and gets <laughs> swallowed up. I've remembered it before and noted it, and then it's like, and then I bloop, and it's like what? And the giant flying beaver doesn't even come in and make a big deal out of it. There's no Chronicles of Narnia. It just disappears. Most of the time, the I don't swear. In, do in general, I don't that's usually swear. The actual
2: reason that Greg says welcome all the time is because he has. Tourette's
1: and so that becomes <laughs> yeah, a problem exactly. on the podcast. So. I, I have I have the most oh, benign okay. Tourette's ever where I'll be, you know, in the middle of something and then just welcome it comes out. So but no, if I, if I said to any of you to have a bread baking contest, both of you guys would run to bake bread. Like I mean, you're just very competitive people. I like
0: how he's just the subject completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. What subject? About
2: is this thing? <laughs> there is no subject. Exactly, on the bread yeah. baking thing, though, it's not just that we would compete to bake bread. It's that while we were baking bread, I would work to you know pour lighter fluid on Story's dough <laughs> while he we wasn't Like that's the important part of the competitiveness. Is <laughs> oh, I played dirty. And this is the thing. That's why I'm so afraid of my own competitiveness streak that I don't allow it to affect anything that could ever be important, which is basically why I could not be a lawyer because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start playing games with people's lives in the courtroom when I know that I would do anything possible to win at anyone's cost and any lives. I'm like, no.
0: This Especially when the output people. of this competitiveness is the stuff we've talked about of the audio rage, where Russ goes completely off the wall all in, in this. All in. So he'd just be sitting yep. there, he'd just be sitting there <laughs> yep. in the lawn. He'd be like, "What do you mean you're contradicting what you said in your deposition? I'm Dep- gonna destroy you! You fucking perjurer. <laughs> <us. laughs> I'll, I'll kill you. your family! I'll bite your face! I'll bite your shoulder!" Eyes. And they'd be like, <laughs> "Chambers now! Chambers now!" And he'd be like, "I'll take your chambers <laughs> right here, Joe!" I'm the juggernaut, bitch!
2: <laughs> <laughs> How
1: yeah. dare you talk to me? That I am the, the greatest American lawyer in the English language. <laughs> <Yeah. You whore. laughs> Supposed to be the American language of the Sioux yeah, American much. lawyer of the Sioux language? Ah, Chief mm-hmm. Sitting Court, you are the greatest of the Sioux American lawyers. We have never seen the less. It's life. so true. <laughs> I had to make a conscious decision at the age Was of fifteen that a to, time, to never. By the way, Greg,
0: Ooh, no, it wasn't, but that's awesome.
1: Thanks for pointing it out. That's a great pun. That was total joke. That was total... Thank you. I wish I could say you could take credit. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It was very much like um, an oath. It wasn't... It was like a Hippocratic oath or something that Superman might be like, you know, if Superman were to allow himself to get too angry, then he could do serious damage without meaning to, right? Right. And in a similar way... I needed to know... I had the rule set in mind. I will never be competitive about because important Because you're Superman. Things because people will get hurt. Because, because you're Superman. I will destroy things. Yeah. <laughs> so so I make love clear, how it never every happened. one of
0: these stories ends up with Russ somehow being a supervillain or a superhero. <laughs> yeah, I know. Really, uh, it really defines really his life. Like it's a little
2: subconscious.
0: Uh, you know, or being the best uh, yeah. human being ever, if you get to know him. One, well, one of a, these
1: three well a superhuman, if you will.
0: Exactly. Well.
1: So, it's can I ask of, you guys... what is it Subconscious suggestion. That? Well, what leads to that competitive... Because I know it's different in each case. Like, why... What does the competitiveness come from, Russ? Do you know? Like, what is it that makes you want to win like that? Um, I would say... I mean, it just seems it's part of
2: my genetic makeup. If there's a set competition in front of me, I have to win. And I will do whatever is necessary to win. And, you know, within the rules as far as... Unless I'm not going to be caught, and then not within the rules.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The bold ethical stand of consequentialist getting away with it. Right. Racco, From exactly. Russ Kuberman. Oh, yeah. Wow. The other thing is I'm That's a pragmatist.
2: Awesome. So, as a pragmatist, the only thing that matters is the result of you won. And uh, the funny thing is that I'm an extraordinarily gracious winner and a horrible loser. I'm the <laughs> most, you know, pouty, See, whiny, and I would say the angry, exact opposite bitchy of loser.
0: And it's always... And I think I'm almost equally competitive to Russ. Uh, Maybe not as much on the rules bending and maybe not quite as as frenetic about it, but I'm pretty darn close. And I would say the exact opposite. I would say I'm a horrible winner and a very good loser. Like, I can take losing and I can deal with it and I can take other people's flack and I'll just sort of nod and congratulate and whatever else, but boy, you do not want me to win in your presence. I am going to make you (laughs) feel it. It's going to be bad. And I've actually, like, a lot of people have given me this feedback. Like, a lot of friends, you know, who like me 99% of the time are like, you know, the one time I really find it hard to deal with you, Story, is when you've just won a game. <laughs> and nobody else really even cares. But boy do you care. And boy do you let us know how much you care. So, so, I, uh, so I, the I worst combination of and I being for, friends, uh, you
2: can think of scenarios, right? Like, if we're playing yeah, oh right. yeah. and Story wins and I lose... I, the
1: apocalypse oh, yeah. happens. Yeah. But if I oh, win and story loses, then everybody's happy. It's, it's fine.
0: Everybody, it's great, yeah.
1: I want to put in a little true. bit of a, a different spin on that, though. And I think
0: Russ unethically planned it that way so that everyone yes. around well, of would course prefer he did. for him to beat me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> as opposed to me beating him because we're the same person. And when uh, the personality split, the he set it up this way That's right. so that but he could great. win and be popular.
1: Yeah. What I was going to yeah. say yeah. was uh, I, I sort of knowing, you know, knowing the both of you as well as I do – I've noticed in some cases, like story, I think that when you lose something, I would say that your tendency is to sort of get very depressed about it. Like I don't think you're a bad loser like
0: stupid you know, if I if I get down care about about it. it. If I I attribute any meaning to it. Like certainly in debate. Debate is different. But I mean I feel like this is sort of the realm of meaningless competition relatively. Which I don't think either Russ or I found debate to be meaningless. I think the way we competed in debate had some similarities to this, but I'm talking about like risk games or card yep. games or yep. video yep. games or things that like we can all attribute no meaning to whatsoever. Yeah, we still spend a tremendous amount of time playing them and doing them. No, it's so true. yeah, certainly with things that I care about, because then I took it as sort of a, a I mean I definitely blow up losing about things that I that mattered to me because I take it as a judgment on my entire character and my entire potential of life in the future and I'm not kidding or exaggerating. No no and you're that not. that makes me very depressed very quickly. But uh, <laughs> Gregs like trust me I've seen it. Yeah, but um so yeah so that's but but anything that I can tell myself in 5 seconds and understand that it's actually meaningless I'm just sort of like yeah okay it didn't it didn't go well. But boy if it had it's I would true. be letting them know. It's true. I think part I'm of that I,
1: am. <laughs> I think part of that is like I was thinking about like one of the one of the clearest cases of that where Story and I were both equally upset is when we were at the World Debate Championships in Glasgow and we had broken and then we got screwed in in the second worst decision that i've ever been involved in the oh. first worst decision broken good, by way. the way the
0: fir- this is a great segue by the way Broken right. means making the elimination rounds it's a good Bro- thing
1: yeah i'm sorry That's i right. apologize yeah we had I, made I, the I playoff was broken rounds.
0: already yeah I'm he was proud, broken already which we've I talked about broken. i think previously and, and the vending machine was also broken to, uh, refer to Hangersmith the Hangersmith okay. uh,
1: map report number two. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so but when Story and I okay. got into this this, this, uh, this out round this uh, playoff round as it were um, I had lost in the round previous in the tournament previous with the same judge in the worst decision of all time and then Story and I had just lost in the second worst decision of all time now when I'm involved in a loss, I'm not as competitive as either of these guys, but I'm still pretty competitive. And when I lose, these guys will attest that my tendency is to just be really angry at myself. So I will then go beat the shit out of myself. Like, this happens in basketball. Like, I'll be really, like, I'm so stupid. Why couldn't I make that shot? I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm a moron. And I, so you know...
0: Basketball is totally my, another good forum of meaningful you know, competition uh-huh. where Russ and I go crazy. So it's oh, like... Yeah. So <laughs> it's like that. So when this right, happened at gone. Glasgow...
1: So when this happened in Glasgow, like basically story, like story was beginning the reaction of being depressed about it, which was perfectly reasonable. My reaction was just unadulterated rage because of this freaking guy that was just the worst judge ever. And I remember just sort of screaming like in the general direction of somebody with like Emily and Story, with, like Story who felt terrible already. And I wasn't yelling at him, but I, I was just sort of yelling in the air like, "This guy Emily is such was an not ass!" There, by the way. I thought I thought Emily was there. Well, somebody. It oh no! It was, I'm sorry. That's right. You no, were. I was before Emily. That's right. That's right. Sorry. I'm sorry. So you were you were there with the other Brandeis people then. But and I I was just like and I remember stomping off to be by myself because and then like you know to beat myself up about how terrible I was even though that one neither it wasn't either of our faults. We just got a bad decision. So yeah. So that it's interesting how right. we react. to And different then you'll things. often
0: fall back into the sort of muttering mode and the rationalization. That's Open, true. Judge.
1: That's true. Society? I do do that. I, mm-hmm. I do why do that. Why
2: do you make and then, bad and then the third thing was Europeans. That's true. My reaction on behalf right. of you guys was to stalk <laughs> yes. and taunt and oh, that was so
1: great. While the uh, the judge, that was and, the best and thing and ever. The uh, the world video. I know. I
0: have this on <laughs> this film. On tape. I'm going to really try to get that. Like I'm, get I am, I'm
1: definitely. That's why. I know. I have to do that. I'm going to get that up so that we can. We, you guys can see this video. It really is very funny because it made me feel so. It did. It made Story and me fail. I why well, Can't speak for story, but for me, it made me feel enormously better. The fact that Russ was just hilarious that whole time. So I felt a lot better than I would have otherwise after that ridiculous, ridiculous decision <laughs> that was made.
2: Yeah. And you know, the opposite of uh, of story, which is feeling like you know his his entire potential for life has been crushed when he loses, and feeling totally vindicated to the point that he'll smash your face when he wins. For me, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's that if I win, everything is right with the world and things are as they should be, so why should I be riled up at all? I'm just like,
0: ah, right, that's what I you won. Expected, that's yeah.
2: the way things go. And then if I lose, I'm like, odio Rage, what? How could I? Something's wrong with this game. Something <laughs> was screwed up. It was unfair. People cheated. Not enough.
1: Or I didn't cheat. I should have cheated more, <laughs> more. than other people who cheated. <laughs> you know what's so funny, Russ? That's, the typical, that's what Yankees fans are like. Yankees fans have no joy when they win because it's expected. <laughs> so when they win, they're, they're like, right, yeah, whatever. When expected, they lose, they're like, that's the what? We lost? Is
0: winning. Yeah. <laughs> ah! you know? It's a tough life, I
2: tell you, to live in my <laughs> right. shoes. Very Whereas, difficult.
0: <laughs> exactly. Whereas I was a Mariners fan starting in 1988. 88... 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94. Oh, my God, 95. We made the playoffs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We made the playoffs. This is the best thing ever.
1: Ah. And then 96, 96, Are you telling
2: me (laughs) that our entire personalities are based on the baseball teams that we root for? Because that seems wrong. I mean. There's something wrong about that idea. I mean. That can't be uh, right. I have to say, where we diverge. Where we diverge. One of the worst parts of my competitiveness streak happens when I watch sports because I have no control over what's going on. Oh, that's but totally true. I'm just true. as invested yep. in watching the Knicks or the Yankees in yeah, the playoffs yep, as I would be absolutely. if I were playing myself. Yep. So to watch these other idiots fail at something <laughs> that I'm completely invested in makes me so unbelievably angry that I nearly lost two Longtime girlfriends over... Uh, like, the week that the World Series is on TV, if, God forbid, the Yankees are in the World Series and double, God forbid, something bad is happening to the Yankees in the World Series, bad things happen to me. And hence, my girlfriends are like, who are you? You're a frickin' lunatic. I don't want to <laughs> be with you. And I'm just like, just wait till next week, everything will be fine.
0: <laughs> no, because the culminating moment, because the Mariners didn't make the playoffs the year of Mephouse, right? but the year before... Russ and I, because I had gone in, what was it, 90, no, 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 2001, was it? Yeah, 2001, the uh, playoffs in 2001. The Mariners were playing the Yankees in a series, and it wasn't like on the main channel or something. It was only on cable, and so Russ invited me to watch this game with him. The like decisive game in the series between the Mariners and the Yankees and we were just sitting there and it was like honestly the most tense I have ever felt with a good friend in my entire life. It was ridiculous. It was just like what's gonna happen? And as I remember in the end, like, you know, there were two sort of critical moments. The first was when they brought in <laughs> Arthur Rhodes. The Mariners brought the in Arthur to Rhodes to the lead. And it's exactly what russ was just describing about how you just like have this sense of other idiots are screwing up your life and it's just horrible because <laughs> you're like i know you should not bring arthur Rhodes in this situation was a moron any mariners fan could manage it i was screaming at the screen at the top of my lungs scaring russ's sweet mates it was ridiculous <laughs> and then you know sort of the other critical moment which fits in perfectly now that we've had this discussion and i've really analyzed it the Yankees won, and it was just a very calm and sort of rational parting. and it was just like, okay, there it goes. And I'm trying to think, if the Mariners had have won, like, oh I think God. someone might have died. If the Mariners had have won, I mean, it makes me, you know, to this day, of course, I wish the Mariners always would have won, and it, and it makes me sad still. But looking back on that particular moment in history there would have been much breaking of things. Something would have gone yep. horribly, horribly wrong. But yeah, as it turned would out, you know, the Yankees me. won. I would have rained through a wall. Like, right, <laughs> I sort of like hung my head and walked out the door and you were like, "Yep, yeah, well, yeah, good series. And, and, and that was that. And it was very anticlimactic. And yeah, the Mariners would have been like, what you got? That's what happens when you try to buy a team. And you're like, buy a team, I'll break a window.
1: Blam! And it would have been
0: horrible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's so true. So when,
0: maybe, maybe when <laughs> Russ and bad. I, we never, we never tried that experiment again. Yeah.
1: Russ and I know. ended up. The advantage the of the Mep House was that we had, um, we obviously had separate bedrooms. Of course, we had. You know, it was a fairly large place. And so, what Russ and I would typically do. This especially happened Hopefully, in the playoffs. Yeah, shared a bedroom. Yeah. Well, hey, that was not supposed That's to be true. revealed on this, but sorry. Yeah. Um, oh, baby. But uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. It's a 25. So Welcome. we. So, we, uh, uh, so so Russ and I were watching, and I think what that actually happened was the Red Sox had again been knocked out um, of the playoffs, and so the Yankees were playing the Diamondbacks. This was Game 7 and uh, in game 7 one World Series that's the right So oh. of the end and Russ yeah, and the I the end. Russ and I had locked ourselves in separate rooms recognizing that watching this together with all the stakes would just be a bad idea for our friendship and just in general so but what we ended up doing was we ended up having this clapping war so you know someone like you know we would get a hit and I'd be like <laughs> yeah that's right and then someone gets a hit Russ is like that's right baby and he like does it even louder so you can hear it finally like the last play where like <laughs> Rivera hits the you know Rivera pitched the pitch oh, and God. the uh, Gonzalez blooped oh, it first, over. Before I, that, oh yeah, Alfonso go ahead.
2: Alfonso Soriano hit right. le- go-ahead home run in the eighth inning. So Russ and I is like, that was it. Oh, yeah. They had just taking the lead, and I walked out of my door. and I'm like, yeah, baby, Alfonso Soriano, clutch. Oh, who likes it? I like it. And I was like, yeah. And then Greg came in. He's like, Russ, could you keep
1: it down? Please, <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: like, I can't keep it down. I'm gonna keep it up to one chance.
1: I'll find true. Yeah. So then, the, when they and finally the gets up at the inning, bottom yeah. of the ninth, yes, yeah, so it's the top of the ninth, <laughs> or bottom of the ninth, whatever, and they're they're pitching, and you know Rivera hits this ball, you know pitches the ball, Gonzalez hits this little bloop thing, it falls in, and he's running around, and I'm like the door's closed I'm like oh yeah that's right who likes the diamond packs oh yeah there it is and everyone's like pouring on the field and I just walked out I wasn't I swear to god I was not going to go into Russ's room I just opened the door I look out and Russ's room is Dark and silent, like he just shut out the light, and he's just like, "And now I would take my place in the coffin of death. Uh, and now I would." It was so funny, and to my credit, of shame. to my credit, I did not in any way shame. gloat or hold it over Russ the following day in any way. I don't think we even talked about it after that much, except like when plenty of months had gone by. It was very, very funny though. It was just this increasing applause and war over the course is the of the difference
0: night. difference between you and I, Greg. Because be. you would have mm-hmm. jumped around, yeah, and. In- now that I think about it, the series that, just just for a housekeeping note, the series that I was talking about before would have had to be 2000, because you're right, this was 2001, yep. and we were at right. the house in 2001 in the end of the season. So the series before was 2000. I don't think the Mariners made the playoffs in 2001. Because 2000 yep. was like the 116-win season or something.
1: Right.
2: Anyway, During the, uh, proceed. the 1999 ALCS, when I was living in a suite with my college mates who were mostly Red Sox fans, um, they banished me from the common room during the series because I couldn't watch That's it with awful. them because I was too obnoxious. And so we would have our own clapping war, except ours would involve, when the Yankees scored, I would come out of my room and start laughing and taunting maniacally everybody else in the common room. And then they would yell and curse at me and throw things at me, and I would go back into my room. And at one point, I did it so much <laughs> that they had taken a bungee cord and tied my door shut because they didn't want me to come awesome. out anymore. <laughs> That's awesome. And then... So I, I like, like, I was already very riled up and in baseball mode, so I, like, lost my shit and started cursing and threatening to call the police and, like, things that I would never, ever do. (laughs) And then, so they opened the door only to have me be attacked by my friend Andy. Uh, This is a different Andy, Andy Law, who was there, who was, like, deathly sick. I think we were both sick, but somehow we'd gotten, like, this strange strength from watching this playoff series, and we had, like, a wrestling match (laughs) on the floor in front of my door where... If both of us didn't have some level of self-control left, we would have killed each other. Like, we were both just getting all of the testosterone out. Like, trying to squeeze it out of the other person, literally. And then Andy's like, I have 105 fever. I will infect you. You Yankee. And I was like. It was like the craziest. I almost climbed out my window and, like, climbed you know, out onto the ledge outside of the third floor of Ziv just to like jump in the window and make
1: fun of them again when they tied <laughs> me into my room. It is bad, bad I mean, news. <laughs> yeah, Russ, Russ I is really crazy that's thing. awesome. The thing is that Russ Absolutely is nuts. Russ is actually like like Russ is a lot of fun to watch any standard sporting event, like not, and it doesn't have to even be one that he doesn't care about. Like, if we're watching a regular season game with one of our teams that doesn't involve being like against the other necessarily, or even if it's a regular season game where like both teams in the playoffs are got like that's fine. But if you're ever watching like you know like the ALCs in two thousand four, there's not a chance we could have watched it. It would have been a nightmare because Russ nope. would just be like, because Russ is not like Russ's personality. It's like the Hulk, you know. Like he becomes, you know, he becomes this figure of of sort of Incarnate evil, where he'll just be like, That's right. The Yankees look like they're going to win. That's what happens when you go for a filthy, suck ass town. What you got, punk? You got nothing. Not in the Red Sox. How about the Yankees? I love my city. I like my city better than your city because your city is a pimple on the ass of my city. What do you think about that? You know, like, it's just, he's like impossible, impossible to watch anything that, like, he's I deeply think that was emotionally a invested actually.
0: in. But,
1: yes, that's actually taken. That's verbatim. Quote. Uh, from the following 10-page transcript of his, yeah. Which is
2: a, a consequence of my competitive streak is that I have the capability to not only be evil and mean but to be really 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 good at it. It scares me <laughs> yeah. how effective I can be yeah. at pissing somebody off because you know just take all of the impromptu things that I use for comedy and turn them the other way and try to, you know, intellectually or psychologically figure out what will piss you off the most <laughs> in depending on what you've said in the last 2 seconds and then using it against you. Yep. And I will do this. When I'm in the insane state that sports puts me in. And so this is why I've almost gotten into fistfights at like four different sporting events that I've been to. (laughs) Yeah, because I will go to somebody else's arena. I will go to the Boston Garden or Fenway Park and be the most obnoxious fan you've ever seen in your life. And wonder why, you know, didn't get killed on the way home. It's one game I went, we had these great seats that somebody got for me as a present. We were like seven rows behind home plate at Fenway Park, my friend Ben and I. And David Wells was pitching for the Yankees. This was back when he was a Yankee. And in front of all the Fenway fans, which was a very very quiet, very subdued crowd, and I was sitting there taunting the Red Sox hitters, who could all hear me because I was six rows behind home plate, about what pitch David Wells was going to throw next to strike them out with. And I was like, here comes the hook. I think it's the hook. You can't hit the hook. Oh, you missed the hook. You suck. (laughs) And so and they, it seemed to me that they were getting really frustrated that, like, why is this loud, obnoxious person in our home ballpark talking to us, and why aren't the fans stopping him? And so eventually this, like, crowd of people behind me started throwing stuff at me and taunting me and calling me Minnesota boy because I was wearing a Minnesota Twins cap for some reason. What the hell are we and doing wearing a Twins at one cap? Point, it was this was the Twins cap that I won. Even you were
0: brave enough to <laughs> I get that in the I have riots. worn a Red Sox hat <laughs> <cap laughs> in the, the Yankee taunting. Stadium. Let me just say,
1: I have done that. I have worn a Red Sox cap in the Yankee Stadium and survived. I have done it. So the,
2: at the end of the thing, you know, we, I was basically trying to make friends with these guys who were clearly going to beat me to a pulp, and my, and my, you know, five foot five friend that I was with, who was not going to back me up at all. So I like. Shook hands with this guy like, because you're enormous. so
0: much taller than five foot
2: five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm five ten. Thank you very much. Yes. You may not think so,
1: but it's true. He's also Especially if you oh, round okay. up. He's a tall five so ten. I was shaking hands hey, with this okay. guy. He's closer to five eleven than five I was shaking hands with this guy. Much
2: closer. And I was like, you know, this is. He's like, you know, this is all in fun, right? And I'm like, oh, of course.
1: And he's like, yeah. I hope you get run over by a hot dog cart. And it was great. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> And that's you were like, that's, that's right, a, a hot dog, which we invented in New York, bitch, not your stupid Boston dirty water hot dog. that You don't know, you know. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's
0: and true. then he jumped yep. out of his row and came and clobbered dress.
1: That's right. And, and that's when dressed. it got crazy.
2: So, I think I got into a realize... fight with a sports writer in the garden one time. Um, the Knicks were playing what? the Celtics, and it went into overtime and I was being, like, there were a, four, a row of four of us that were being obnoxious Nick fans, and this guy from the sports writer's desk, like, they have a special row for sports writers, came over and got right in my face when the Celtics scored a basket to tie the game. He's like, you like that, Nick fan? How do you like that? And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm about to punch you in the face. <laughs> yeah, this has happened many times. Yes. I don't endorse it, but it's, I can't control it. So.
0: Is, do you guys realize, I don't know how long we've been talking on this show, Greg could probably tell you to the second. Forty minutes. We've only talked about ourselves this whole show. We've talked about. I think no, that's no. appropriate. Well, uh, the 25th 25. show,
1: that's you know, I don't know whether you know. I should say that's by what the way. It's about? I should say um, to the people Ken, out you there. You can't spell map without language.
0: me. You can't spell map oh. without me. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's yeah, whatever I was gonna say. But that, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. But what I, was I prefer, going to you say can't is, spell map uh, without P. I was gonna. Ah. <laughs> It's also true. (laughs) All right. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, Just go ahead with whatever. Sorry, no, go ahead, story. Sorry. No, all I was gonna say is that uh, what's the logical link between it being our 25th show, therefore we can talk only about ourselves? I we can really certainly talk that, about. But I mean, guess it's, you can't spell map without me.
1: That's right. Well, we've got I another a logical link. We've got another, We've got other subjects we, we're definitely gonna bring up at some point. We should say, by the way, that we really, uh, you know, if we could take one moment of very brief non-sappiness, uh, we do want to thank everyone out there because this the has been a lot of fun for us, and um, and we're continuing to do it um, non-sappiness, because. So. Uh, uh, we're continuing to do it because we have a lot of fun with it and because we've gotten some positive feedback and so we hope people are liking it out there and um, you know it's times like this that drive, I like to think about those those people
0: who Box really mean ringing. the most to we us. We have and. A, a light in Boston. We have a light on in Boston and the uh, operators are standing by. You are the wind. Wow. <laughs>
2: Yo look for. You know what, Greg? Since this is officially the self referentialist show that we've ever had. Yes. I've come up with the best nickname for you ever. Uh-oh. And I refuse to call you anything else on the Met report from now on. This is distressing. This okay. Is IW awesome. Uh oh Master of Transitions Gregway. Master of the Segway. <laughs> oh Yay! that is that's, odd awesome. That's very cute I but bizarre. Like it.
1: Gregway.
0: Gregway. We spell it G
1: R E G U E, Gregway. Gregway. That'll Gregway. be. A, it's unfortunate if it's not pronounced right though, and oh, you get yeah. Gregoo, which sounds like some odd stew ingredients yeah,
0: <laughs> and then you can make spaghetti sauce could have with greg, with,
2: that's right yeah, that's it's right greg goo. Goo. it's in the sauce yeah. i wanted to do something with uh transition and wilson but then it just sounded weird it's like trans- trans- transistor
1: skills, radio way. Way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on my trans wilster radio yeah yes I, like, no, yes I like greg way yes well oh, it's not hockey. that bad i was actually expecting hockey. something much
1: much more disturbing that. you would be um, known as Captain Underpants <laughs> for no
0: reason But <laughs> now you must sing a song of Russ's <laughs> composition to inaugurate your time as Gregway <laughs> Gregway
1: nothing but Gregway um, that's pretty much all I got so uh, I was going to ask you guys wow. by the way um, since we were going to talk about one of these other things, I was looking at I was looking at some of these various uh, stories and you know headlines and stuff that we occasionally do, and I was struck since we were talking about this last week about the whole or a couple weeks ago about the United. No, I guess it was last week. United Flight 93 or whatever. I don't know how much people are following the Musawi yep. trial, the um, Zacharias Musawi trial, but the I was going to say that the defense attorneys have to be the most that they must be in the most difficult position ever because basically the guy's like, I would like to get the death penalty. I'm doing everything I can to get the death penalty. I hate everyone, including my defense lawyers. And somehow the lawyers have to argue against both him and the rest of the court to prove that he should have, like, a life sentence. Like, it's the most ridiculous law problem ever. It's like a puzzle that has no real solution. When the person in the case only doesn't the want yeah, to defend himself. Place in Thailand. Because if it took
2: place in Thailand, the lawyers could be like, okay, cutting your heart out with a spoon is something we're going to try to prevent happening. <laughs> we're going to go for beating with stick. Beating with stick for death. That's, yeah, beating with stick. Better than the, uh, being eaten by leeches
0: to death. I it's, mean, it's a total free pass, though, because whatever happens, you've got your ready-made excuse. It's like a high-profile case. You get to be there. You get your name in the press all the time. And no matter what happens, I mean, if you get the guy off, it's like... Instant, greatest you know, lawyer ever. Supreme yeah. Court nomination. I mean, like, you're yeah. clearly, yeah. exactly, the most brilliant legal mind in history. Your job is set. You're made in the shade forever. And if you don't get the guy off, you're like, what? He's a freaking lunatic, but I got this <laughs> high-profile case, and I did a pretty good job yep. with it. You know? It's true. Like, uh, they gave him death, but did the jury strangle him physically? Did they rise up and go over to the box and start str? No. And a lot of juries would have. So... I prevented that. From so that's I mean, that's a win-win situation. Way. Who wouldn't want that case? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, I don't. I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, free pass. So sure, it's a difficult situation, but when you know, it's only a difficult situation if you care more about getting one result than another. Which, frankly, I don't think they really do or can. Yeah, because it's out of their hands anyway. No, I they suppose that's. To make I have two responses for this story.
2: Yeah, number one is life sentence, wet foot, wah, wah. <laughs> and the second, if that one didn't work, didn't quite fit, would be, for some reason, I just thought of the uh, Iraqi baseball team not being able to decide on how to set up their infield defense. Mm, Somehow that relates. Yes, indeed. But I can't even tell you why. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is how my brain works, and I'm revealing it all at <laughs> episode 25. Welcome. <laughs>
1: I yeah. Um,
0: welcome to Rust. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> um,
1: welcome. Well, I think you know that's the th- of course you know I don't think it's any secret that all of us on this podcast are not in favor of the death penalty. I, I don't know actually. Russ may be the one who's closest to it. Do you ever favor the death penalty, Russ, or not? Is there ever a time when you do?
2: No.
0: Who, okay. who told
1: you that? No, no, I'm just asking.
0: No, absolutely like okay. win by it. All
1: right, so then basically or the idea exactly. is... <coughs> to give <someone> the <laughs> well, if someone beats Russ I mean, on, like, David a Ortiz 3-7 all-in...
2: For, for no reason. Right, right. But other, Besides in the actual, that, like, yeah. criminal justice system, no.
1: <laughs> because I was yeah. going to say, like, basically... I have the
2: power to smite people at will because of their threat to the Yankees. Right. But, I mean... But that's in, a separate
0: you know,
1: issue. Regular you know. people now. Oh, yeah, no. Um, And that's kind of the thing, is that, like, we... Listening
0: to Russ, by the way, on this show, is where you find out that everything you've always suspected about Yankees fans actually is true.
1: <laughs> uh, that right. <laughs> In case you're wondering... It's, it's actually yes. all real. It's, it's just... They're wonderful, caring human beings. It's just In one of those right. deals where, like... It's one of those deals where we... we uh, you know, we. I've been looking at the story and, again, it just bothers me that the sort of immediate thing is that what we need to do is kill the guy off. I just... I mean, I just... Uh, the death penalty to me is just... I understand the complexities that go into retribution. I don't understand the complexities that make people think that the killing of someone in any way reverses or in some way fills the space, fills the void left by someone having killed someone else. I just, I don't, I don't see the connection there. You can even
2: get beyond that, though. You can get beyond all the moral arguments, which is what I like to do as a pragmatist, and just say, look, you know how retarded the criminal justice system is in every advanced country? Do you know how often they get it wrong? Right. And you can never take it back once you've killed somebody. There's no going back. You've screwed them for all
0: time. And so well, once you can bring in once, your bard or it's your druid and do it. res them, yeah. but it's very hard to do. They don't really enjoy that. And then you have to give them realm points, and then it's really tricky. Yep. But yeah, except in that case. Or they could type release, but then they'd have it XP death, XP loss. Yep. Dark-nature yeah. camo. Right. Now it's absolutely Oh, true.
2: yeah. Absolutely yeah. That's why, as a competitive person, never play... A game that you cannot win—that will slowly <laughs> drive you insane. <laughs> Speaking of MMORPGs, uh, never, ever, ever do that. Yes,
0: More. yes never, very, ever, d-
1: d- d- oh, yeah. do yeah, it's very true. Never. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I've been—I've been, uh, been actually—not that I have much time for this—but I got a game called, which some of our fans may or may have heard of There, called this is called a uh, Elder Scrolls IV: Oblivion. It's a new role-playing game that came out. And the problem is that I have this... Oh, sword, Elder score for All Oblivion! I have a Super Magma Plasma Sword, plus five. All those of you who have a lisp and are nerdy, Russ has just made fun of you. Just wanted to point that out. So, um, back we go to the... (laughs) Bring it, lisp, nerdy people! Um, You come from the lisp, nerdy people, land, which sucks! uh, And I own you!
2: And I don't lisp, nor am I nerdy, when I don't want to be, because I cheat by
1: lying in the middle of my sentence. Yeah! Lying Sorry. in the middle of my sentence what <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I, I the thing about this game is i and i it's just it it really is difficult for me because I'm playing the game and the problem with the game is that the requirements for the computer are so absurd that basically unless you have practically a self aware machine the computer is is not going to be is going to have a difficult time at best. So I hear these people talking about, you know, See, well, Greg, you I find this incredibly immersive, is but as for you... Actually,
0: no, you've actually stumbled into a CIA training game that's only supposed to be played on supercomputers. Oh, in the CIA bank, that's pretty but they good they then. they accidentally released a few copies and left them out. So it's this immersive role-playing game for, for CIA trainees, but then you don't have a computer that's quite up to Hey, stuff. Greg.
2: Yes. So, Speaking yeah. of your computer, I have a question. When you open up, I know you don't usually use it, but when you use America Online, right. does it become like an infinite feedback loop where you turn it on and you're I'm like, welcome,
0: of, and it goes, welcome, 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 <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome,
1: oh, did I
0: know that was going? <laughs> I, I anticipated the joke. I actually <laughs> can create palindromes
1: okay. deliberately. If it goes, you've got mail, and I'm like, mail got you, you've got mail, mail got you, you've got mail, mail got you, you've got mail, welcome, 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 I think that's backwards welcome isn't it? Welcome. That's
0: actually where I, I think M-O-Q. it's from. I M-O-Q. now understand M-O-Q. the source of Greg way's welcome. It sounds exactly like that <laughs> AOL listening <laughs> thing. I think I've discovered the source. Welcome.
1: Welcome. Well, you <laughs> you've
0: know To d- actually, if you've listened so to the good- b- b- That's what we've got to <laughs> do. <laughs> You've got we mep, have to you've figure out a mep. way so that whenever somebody subscribes or <laughs> downloads a new show... You've, shows, got Welcome, you've got MEP! You've got MEP! And then there's like an emu
1: mating exactly. call. Well, the thing but, is... Oh, we have to okay. do that. If you listen to the beginning of the MEP shows, if, if you listen to the first couple of weeks... Um, the original ones, the, the very first show, basically is just sort of like, okay, because at the very beginning of the show, we had this idea that we weren't actually going to say <laughs> that it was a show. We were just going to oh, pretend yeah. that other it was like... Secrets of yeah, it was like we were going to pretend, we were gonna pretend, gonna pretend that it was
0: surreptitiously recorded exactly. against the wishes of Christ. And we and found Rush. that we couldn't and do this that. down to the point of like... Yeah. Yeah. We were going to put it on my website, and of course Greg and Ross are regular readers on my yes, website, exactly, like, and be like, don't tell anybody. Well, Greg and yeah, Ross, this begins your exactly third year of isolation show, from the internet. Exactly. But it's exactly why our first show starts in the middle of a sentence yes. about bananas. I'm just like, Get <laughs> so a bananas. So then, that. yeah. That's why.
1: And the first show, there's actually a lost <laughs> episode, which terrible, I still have recorded, which was really long. The other thing is that we hadn't really gotten to the one hour idea yet, so we were all into this thing of, you know, we can go as long as whenever we want. So we'd be like, you know, hour and 25 minutes. Let's go. Like, our longest show, I think, is hour, actually like an hour go and 40 minutes. Russ
0: loses his voice.
1: Exactly. So Russ is just like, so some every people show, call it a sling you know? <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> It was really funny. And eventually over time that beginning just sort of evolved and it was just like, Hey, welcome to the Mep Report and welcome to the Mep Report. Then ten episodes was like, Welcome, welcome, well welcome So yeah. But you know, now yeah, twenty five shows from now what, we're our own culture. When we reach October again clearly I'm gonna have gone to such an extreme that I'll just be like Welcome
0: welcome you know, I won't be
1: able to I'll have lost all
2: control. You're going to be the John Sterling. Greg, you're the John oh, Sterling of Oh, God, podcasts. thanks a lot. That'll be a great welcome insult to well, Welcome to MAP. Welcome to MAP. Yankee's went.
1: It is high. It is far. It is gone. His latest one for Johnny Damon is it's demonic. That's his call. Purely demonic. Story. The Claytonino <laughs> exactly. scores with a ram. <laughs> exactly. And it's the Russ so Gooberman, the Taro. man of the Exactly. <laughs> And Russ rusted one over the left field pants. Yeah, it's, it's true. By the way, those of you may not know this who listen, I mean, if you're in New York and you ever listen to the Yankees, you'll know this. There is no person on the radio who is more inaccurate about his baseball calls than John Sterling. I remember uh, what, listening to John Sterling actually call a game against the Braves in the World Series, where he said the following. So, this pitcher goes away, 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 so Bernie Williams should try to hit it to right field. The pitch. And there's a drive to deep left field. Straight to left field. There it goes. And Bernie is homeward into left field. like I mean he he is so I'll give you off one challenge on his calls. It's ridiculous. One challenger he was T V but he did audio on TV. That's right.
2: Was my favorite guy, the Huckleberry, the scooter, Phil Rizzuto. <laughs> Phil Rizzuto <laughs> was a a telecaster on the Yankee network oh, yeah. until he was about 165 years old. Yes. He couldn't see anything. <laughs> but he was Holy the play cow. by play man for some stupid reason, <laughs> they made him the play by play man. He's like, "Okay, it's throwable." Holy cow, he got one. It's way back there and it's uh, caught by the second baseman. <laughs> oh, what a Huckleberry. How did he get back
1: there? <laughs> Holy cow. He That's true. He, he was great. Yeah, I actually I have seen Scooter. the thing where Ron Guidry struck out eighteen and like every time he did it, his it was like my welcome, but his holy cow got louder. So it's just like holy cow sixteen holy cow holy cow like eventually he was just gonna give up on the cow and just go <laughs> for it all. Holy Christ, he just hit a shot like he was just gonna give up cow. on the holy cow.
2: Have you guys ever seen that scene in the movie See No Evil, Hear No Evil where um Richard Pryor is blind and driving and does um, dad know what's his face his co-star Gene Wilder who's Richard Pryor's co-star Gene in Wilder movie. Gene Wilder was deaf and sitting in the passenger seat and he was directing Richard Pryor and he was like go left right a little left a little left
1: right cows <laughs> yeah. cows uh, yeah. cows <laughs> yeah. that's one of my favorite lines of all time that's, that's also as good as I'm black does dad know which is Richard Pryor's line from that movie yeah very uh very odd trivia question that neither of you are likely to know i don't think um do you know the guy who did the soundtrack for that movie do you know what other major tv show soundtrack he did in the 1980s <laughs> it's oh yeah trivia <laughs>
0: So guys, guys, I was just uh, talking the other day to some friends of mine and I decided to randomly ask them what the uh, fourth major import of Zimbabwe is.
1: Do you know? Um, No, it was the guy who did the soundtrack to my favorite show ever, but very few people know about it. It's a show called The Equalizer. Do you guys ever see a show called The Equalizer in the 80s? Does that ring a bell? Is this you're why just, you're going so going looking for something this, to Greg. track our audio levels? It's getting Because more you love Equalizer so much. <laughs> it <laughs> Greg was, wants to track
2: audio levels forever. That's because right. my favorite show is The Equalizer. The equalizer. And I don't have one.
0: It's Edward Woodward. No, is no, the Greg, it was this guy who was the CIA agent. This is, this is going in the wrong agent. direction. You're going to be like... It's this guy named Jim Bob. And he was also on this thing that like two people saw called the cream of the Northwestern Weirdness. And that was the really what? awesome because it had a monster in it who was in Mothra vs. Godzilla nine, which actually wasn't released. It was only a concept that was on the desk of the same guy who ended up being the nine hundred and fifty first person in the Bush administration before Bush got elected.
2: I, it's really crazy. I, Speaking of which, have you guys ever eaten canned flax because that's my favorite <laughs> food and you should would have seen it if you lived in Omaha in 1975. Well, you guys, on
1: October 23rd, you guys laugh, for seven minutes. but actually there is a connection to the MEP report I from what I've just said. No, no, I'm i going to bring it back Come to Come on, Greg, oh when, my God. I'm bringing it, it back. It together. Here comes the segue <laughs> back. You ready for it? So in the show, <laughs> Come the on, equalizer. late
0: and late, folks. In the He's equalizer. In, situation. in the it's show, the equalizer. There is Danny a blonde young actor.
1: Play. A blonde young actor is in the Equalizer TV show, and he that blonde young way. actor, named Greg the Weapon. blonde, no, the blonde young actor oh. is in a movie that we have discussed <laughs> frequently on this show. Name the movie. Is it Daniel Day Lewis?
0: Yes,
2: no. Greg White comes through, it's not. and Ross cheats to make it so, <laughs> and we
1: win. Yes. No, it's not. It's William Zabka. They're <laughs> uh, down to third base. and William Zabka is the evil, the evil guy in karate kid 1 he's the evil guy in karate kid 1 William choking oh. william exaggerating? he's the evil oh. guy oh. in karate kid 1 he's the kid that the ralph macchio beats didn't he star in all those
0: cream greg. flax commercials also <laughs> Flax. greg all i can say is <laughs> you messed up segway now whole village see you.
1: no, no. universally no whole village see. you messed up segway now you must ride on machine that has no engine.
0: Exactly.
1: Segway. Yeah, yeah, there you go.
0: Well, <laughs> this is yes. certainly going the right direction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, actually. Let's welcome. go back to talking about ourselves. Welcome. Believe it or not. Because if we
0: don't talk about ourselves, we end up talking about William Zepka. <laughs> Lord knows I'd rather talk about we just me just go
1: if, if there straight there, to the end of the alphabet it, screw it we'll talk about Zabka if there is a podcast by William Zabka then clearly he is somehow connecting to us tonight but we've actually gentlemen reached that time uh, with William Zabka that an hour has arrived and uh, it seems appropriate <laughs> William Zabka who's reached the end of his rope <laughs> he's too angry because he can't kill Daniel LaRusso he's like Flash Ralph Macchio he's
2: like I can't beat what, Daniel can't LaRusso Ralph Macchio
1: just die damn it yeah, um, exactly. and so because of that we are uh, going to have to call it a week but we would like to thank everyone for listening to us we hope you'll be with us for another 25 or 50 or 75 episodes next week is our half year anniversary we'll try not to talk about ourselves the whole time uh, that'll be our that'll be our goal and uh, if you want to vote Russ, you need to talk to uh, the people who matter and Russ, who would they email or vote at if they wanted to support us even though what i just said doesn't make radical sense but maybe just go
2: soon to appear on our website as a click-through link for those of you who are lazy and in your car right now <laughs> and not possible. going to write things down that i say even <laughs> though they're very
1: very important <laughs> very important
0: very pull important now pull over now scream at the I people mean, walking cause... on the street scream at them Tell
2: <laughs> him. So okay. if you in your car, and there are no repercussions for what you do. Be angry. <laughs> um, we will direct you to MySpace.com forward slash report, where you will become our friend. Because if you do, you will be in a common party of people like General Zod, Dane Cook, Noam Chomsky, George Lucas, and Marijuana. <laughs> and they are all our friends, apparently, uh, on, my on MySpace.com. And, and so will Don't you
1: be. Voltron. It's a big tent. It's a big tent. And of course,
2: Voltron. Of course, Vol- I mean, come on. Also, Voltron. don't forget to vote for us And also at- go to podcastla.com and vote for us. Right. Yeah, You know, do things, be a good person, stop just take, take, take <laughs> from
1: the MEP report. Why don't you give a little bit, okay?
0: So it's all take, take, take. Operators are standing by. That's
1: right. We have a live right. We have a tote bag right here. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so we want to thank you guys. Tune in next uh, week. Yeah. and uh, We're keeping the tote bag. We'll see you guys soon. Don't rubberneck.
2: <laughs> Rubbernecking is bad. But it keep driving. The it doesn't matter. Say you attention. can't help them.
1: That's you ambulances are for. Say goodbye, everybody. Don't horn hard. Hard. Traffic, Traffic is backing
0: up behind you. <laughs> Just drive. Drive. <gasps> Eyes on the road. Oh, Eyes on the wheel. Tail, tail, Don't the volume. I know it's loud. It's supposed to be loud. You like it. You More it. We he's beat the crap out of your driving! Yeah. Where is your force? Your game is destroyed! the your life? You got nothing. What, what in life is right love love. outside love. the
2: door
0: To be a
1: star Life is love and love is memories
0: A journey on from place to place And if that's the case, then my
1: life's a waste Cause there's nothing left to live on but tomorrow And tomorrow's just another day away